I want to take a minute out of your time and everyone else's time to talk about social terrorism. Well, okay, first you got to tell me, what is social terrorism? Is this like bullying, like internet bullying? No, it's far more serious. Oh, okay. Far, far more serious. Far more I serious. Not, I will not spend time on the podcast to talk about something so mundane as, as bullying or social harassment. I mean, internet that's, harassment. that's pretty bad, too. That's uh, no I good. I want to talk about whichever asshole this Sunday broke the window of my car and the car that was parked next to my car. Okay. And then took all of the stuff out of his car and put it in my car. And took all the stuff out of my car and put it in the other guy's car. <laughs> Why? I don't understand. Terrorism doesn't need reasons. I, I guess not. Like, that is fucking mind-blowing to me. I've had my car broken into before, uh, but but at least they stole my gym bag. I mean, it, it was kind of funny. They got a Speedo and two pairs of goggles, so yay. But, like, at least they took something. What? Why? Why would you do such a thing? When I was walking up to the car, I could tell from some distance that the side window had been broken. Uh huh. And when I wa- and my car is all windows, so you can see everything that's in it, which is the reason why I generally keep it completely empty. Yeah. Okay. Um, for certain particular reasons, I did have my backpack on the seat of the car. The backpack, uh, however, was entirely empty except for a pair of shorts. Ah, um, uh, yeah, okay. So when I walked up to the car, I was a little disappointed. That's the same backpack that I've had since high school. Oh, uh, yeah. Backpacks are kind of expensive. And it was ratty, so it's not really worth anything. But it was, it was your backpack. I didn't want to buy another one, so I was a little sad. And yeah. I was even more sad because the glass was all over the seat. Yeah, that's that's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> Quite annoying. And then I and then I turned around and I noticed that the car next to mine's passenger window had been broken out. Okay, so then you're like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and uh, I looked in the car and he had a bunch. Well, what I noticed, like, there was a bunch of stuff on the seat of his car. Okay. And I was like, "Shit!" I didn't recognize it at first. Okay, my shit. interesting. Uh, but I went into the bar that we were at and I uh-huh. said, "Hey." Somebody broke into my car and the car next to mine. I Do you have, like, a vacuum cleaner or a broom I could borrow to get some of the glass out of my car so I can drive home? Yeah, okay. And the dude at the bar sitting next to me when I was asking the bartender this said, what was the other car? And okay. I was like, it's a, it was a black, it's a black Volkswagen. He's like, ah, shit, that's my car. <laughs> and so he runs out there. I wait for the guy with the broom. Uh-huh. And like, and I, we go outside to the car, and the guy's like, "Dang, they took my phone!" But there's a pair of pink shorts in here. And I was like, "Those are my shorts." <laughs> Did he leave a backpack in there? And that's amazing. Lo and behold, he had put the backpack in the front seat. Wow. And the guy was like, "Well, I, my phone was in the car, and they seemed they took that, so maybe they just like took your backpack, opened it, realized there was nothing in it, left it here, and took my phone." And yeah. I was like, "Man, yeah, that that's probably what happened. That really sucks." Uh, we talk for a little bit, exchange information. I sweep up some of the glass into this container that the bar gave me, and, uh-huh. I, and the, guy, the other guy goes back into the bar because he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna finish my beer. It's not like there's anything I can do about it right now." <laughs> yeah, it's like life is life. Move on. 
I sit down in my car and I decide to open the center console just to make sure that he hadn't taken my work badge. Yeah. And there's okay. a cell phone. But was your work badge in there? Or did you put it in yeah, your work badge? Yeah, my work badge was in there. Okay, but along it's... with a stranger's cell phone. Wow. What I don't I still I still don't understand the appeal. This is mind blowing. <laughs> wow. It's a terrorist act, man. I guess I guess social terror so what they were hoping is that now if they had done this like four or five cars away, you might not have like noticed. You know, if they had traded like, you know, you, you just might not have looked around to see if there are any other cars that are broken into, so you might not have even noticed, and then that would have been actual social terrorism, like you driving away and never actually exchanging information with any... It's, it's a, it actually is pretty lucky, though, that you were like, someone else's car got broken into. That's, I, I called man. the FBI to report an act of terrorism, and they seemed uninterested, so... <laughs> Did you really? No, I didn't really call oh, the FBI. Okay. <laughs> I was like... I was like, "Dang, man, you took this far. You took no." This I actually, this... I actually did call the 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 non emergency Houston yeah, police okay. line. Yeah, and they said it'll be two hours to get a car out there. And you're like, "Nope." Yeah, I was like, "Ah, second thought, nothing happened. Don't worry about it." Yeah, so I when I had my car broken into and the stuff was act like some stuff was actually stolen, I. Uh, I didn't even call the police because I was like, there's just... Now, I guess that's probably bad because they probably want statistics, but I was like, there's no... There's nothing anyone can do about this. Like, there's just nothing. It's like, it was in the middle of the night. Uh, we were... where were, We were at some, like, German bar or something in Seattle and went out and the door was smashed in. The only pro... The biggest problem was just the inconvenience of Chelsea and I riding in my car when it's 40 degrees outside for a 25-minute ride home. That sucked. Yeah, I can't complain. It was a beautiful night, so I just pretty much had my windows down. Yeah, so that that was no fun. And what was cool is actually the next day, I just said, you know, I was like, I'm going to go take my car into a glass repair. So the next day... I'm driving the glass repair place, but it's still cold, and I had to wake up, like, super, like, I'm driving there, like, 6.30, which is not my normal wake-up time, <laughs> and uh, I was speeding down, like, this hill, where it's it's kind of like a speed trap, almost, so you're kind of up on a hill, it's 45, and when you get down to the bottom of the hill, it's 25, and so... This cop pulls me over, and I was like, this probably doesn't look so good that I'm driving. I'm like, I, my hair's all oh. disheveled because I just woke <laughs> up. The window is, like, I didn't put any effort into, like, sweeping it up. The window is still just fucking glass smashed everywhere. <laughs> like, I did, I put no effort. And I'm like, this does not look good. And he's like, so you were speeding. And I was like, yeah, so my window got broken into last night. And I'm just bringing it to the glass place. And it was kind of cold. And he believed me. He was cool. He was like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, it's cold. It sucks that your window's smashed. And I guess I didn't look that out of place. So he... Uh, Imagine he let... that exact same interaction, except in this case, you're black. You, I know. So, yeah, that, dude... Because, like, I did not have, I had, like, my pajamas on, basically. Like, I was not dressed for work. I had rolled out of bed. So, yeah, I I don't, I can't even imagine. I unfortunately can imagine that it would not be as good. And, actually, that is the only time that I have ever not gotten a speeding ticket when pulled over. 
the only time I've ever not gotten a speeding ticket when I got pulled over, and I've gotten pulled over and gotten a lot of speeding tickets, so there's actually quite a bit of data on this, <laughs> it's been when there was a girl in the passenger seat. Really? Guy in the passenger seat makes no difference. Okay. Girl in the passenger seat, no ticket. Fascinating. Uh... That actually, so I don't think I've ever been pulled over with Chelsea in my passenger seat, so I don't have any... try it sometime, it's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any data on that. But yeah, I, I have gotten a ticket without fail every time. I, I think I probably average one every year to two years, I'd say. So I'm somewhere between like five and seven, I'd say. I'm somewhere in there. And... Speaking of traffic police. Uh-huh. I would like to tell you a story of some justice porn just, that happened okay. today. Okay. Did you beat up the guy who socially terrorized you? No. Oh, that's no good. I did not. Damn. This happened September 27th, 2017, which is the day okay. we recorded this podcast. Yes, okay. I work on the 16th floor of a downtown office building, meaning that we have views of some streets below us that are pretty crowded. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to paint a picture for you. Okay. The street directly below us is, for most of the street, one way, three lanes. Okay. The street that's directly in front of my building becomes four lanes wide, but only two lanes of traffic. So okay. the reason is, is one lane is parking, and one lane is, like, yellow crossed out. And okay. then the two lanes dump directly into the freeway. So we, my lane's right next to the freeway. Yeah. Those two lanes dump directly into the freeway. They become the freeway. Okay. And so what happens is in the three lanes from the block before, one of them becomes turn only, and the other two are through. They, okay, yeah, cool. What happens all the time around the day is that that's, that that block before gets backed up because the freeway has a light before it so like there's like some backup there people go into that third turn only lane pull into the yellow crossed out bit and then cut someone off to get in i okay yes i okay cool got it today there were two cops hiding behind a car oh. pulling everyone over all day they Dude, were out that there is for justice like, porn. That's they like were out literally... there for like six and a half hours, and every time I looked out, they had like three cars pulled over. And that's the amazing. Best thing happened. Oh god, it made me so happy. This is happening all day, and I'm just like, yes! Like all those motherfuckers that cut me off every day because their time is more valuable than mine, so they can cut me off and use the lane. That oh my god, I didn't think that if I just cut someone off, I could save time. No, everyone thinks that. Just some assholes do it. Uh huh. But. The cop walks into the street to wave someone over because they're doing this, and this dude just cuts the car off and keeps going. Yeah. Like, he barely doesn't hit the cop. Oh, wow. Okay. That's ballsy. (laughs) The cop calmly, and I mean calmly, walked over to his motorcycle, slowly strapped on his helmet. And then just blows out there. And then just goes after him. And the highway curves, right? So, like, my building's in the corner of the freeway. Yeah. And I go out down the hallway to look Uh out the other window. Yeah. And there's a dude sitting there pulled over. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. And I was just like, and today was a good day. 
that guy got fucked. And I'm sure that cop's <laughs> asking him, did you really not know I was going to pull you over? Because here we are having a conversation. Because here we are. Dang. Oh, man. That is badass. So, the okay, like, people do that sometimes. But So I'm in Florida right now for a conference in Orlando. And literally just four days here has made me realize that Florida drivers are complete assholes. Like, there was a guy, it's like rush hour. There, it's like very similar. There's one left turn lane and two go straight lanes. And it's like rush hour. It's already backed up like 50 cars. It's like where the conference center is. It's just, it's all backed up. And (laughs) this guy is in the left of the two through lanes. Just, he's like at the very front of it. And the, the left lanes are red and the through lanes are green. And he's just fucking sitting there with his left turn turn signal on and i was like that's just so ballsy anytime i've had to do that i like swallow i just go straight and figure out how to fix it like don't aren't you ashamed of yourself do these people not get ashamed of themselves for for how for their actions they do have you ever pulled up next (sighs) to someone who you've seen do this uh, yeah, I mean, I They ass. will not look over at you. They will not make eye contact. They know they fucked up. They you know just how, don't like, care. when a dog tears up your house when you're gone for the day, and then when you get home, <laughs> it won't look at you because it's ashamed? Yeah. That's what these people do. They just yeah. stare straight ahead and pretend like everything's fine because they know if they make eye contact with you, you're going to make them feel terrible about this horrible, terrible thing they've done. God damn. Those people, like... Just admit you made a mistake. Go straight. I'm the same way with highways and when people like get – like, hey, if you find a spot to slip in, that's great. But if you are stopped on a highway trying to get over and th- like the lane otherwise would be going 40 or 50 miles per hour, then you need to go straight and not be an asshole. You know, I got one more story to make this the longest intro of Still Got Nothing History. Okay. Let's do it. There's a guy at work who never remembers to lock his computer before he goes uh, and does anything. And so all the time, all the time I change his background. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a harmless prank. Gives me a laugh. He's usually pretty good sport about it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, as an example, I'm going to tell you about literally the best thing I've ever done uh-huh. to him. He's got... Dual monitors plus a laptop, so he's usually got three screens open. Yeah. It was one day, I don't know where he had gone, but he had left his computer, and on his computer was just a ton of work. Like, like there was like five or six applications open, his email open, some PDFs open, it was just like his entire screen was just a mess. Okay. With all of this stuff. Yeah. And what I did is I took a screenshot of all of it, uh-huh. set it as his background... And then minimized everything. Ah, nice. <laughs> so that when he got back to his desk, it still looked the exact same. It was just a desktop. Yes. That is genius, my friend. And so I was, like, sitting – I was ta- – like, uh, one of the head road he's – a, he's a bridge guy and I'm roadway. So one of the roadway guys' cube is right next to his. So I was just pretending to talk to that roadway guy so I could watch him sit down and try to figure out what happened. 
Uh, yeah. I swear to God, he thought his computer had frozen because everything he clicked on, nothing was working. But when he right-clicked, like, the Windows thing came up, and he could open, like, his, like, start menu, and that worked just fine. But all of his applications were work. He was just about to start restart his computer when he figured it out. It was hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, today, there's a guy with, like, a really normal, like, you know, Skype picture. Like, you use the work Skype thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I took a screen grab of that Skype work picture. Yeah. And then I copy and pasted it in paint like a hundred times to make a tile of it. Okay. And yeah. then I set that as his background and then opened up all of his work so that when he minimized his work, he it would, would just... be like a hundred of this guy staring at him. Do they not teach you guys how to lock your computers at your work? Because, like, the first thing they tell you when you start at Microsoft is lock your computers. One, because, like, somebody could get in the building and steal sensitive material. Two, because your coworkers will troll you all the time. Like, just don't. They, te- they teach that. That's just some people don't learn. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I said the back of this dude's face, like, a hundred times. And I thought that was hilarious. Like, one of this guy's, the guy who I troll all the time, his, one of his best friends at work, I showed her, and she thought it was hilarious, and we were giggling about it. And then the guy whose picture I used walks by, and I show him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think it's funny at all, and he deletes it and ruins my whole joke. Oh, yeah, that's that's not, yeah. that's no fun. What a douche. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> Don't ruin trolls at work. Justice uh... porn. The one time I was able to slip into someone's computer, I just set their background as, uh, what's it called? Uh, My Little Pony. Yeah, I, that was like my first couple times I did stuff similar to that. I was like Teletubbies once and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But now I've had to get creative because get cre- I've done yeah. this a lot to him. Staying along the veins of of social terrorism. <laughs> okay. I would like to talk about counterculture. Okay. Counterculture has done a lot for society. The LGBT movement, Black Lives Matter, yeah. anti-Vietnam protests, the whole hippie movement. We have a lot that we owe to counterculture. Rock and roll started uh-huh. as counterculture. Jazz. Yeah, yeah, another good example. Yeah, not slavery. Yeah, yeah, that sounded started as a counterculture. Um, but there is one particular thing that I think has probably always been a part of human history. Uh huh. That's part of a counterculture type mindset that's never caught on because most people realize it's fucking stupid and stop that. Okay. I would like to talk about people who don't like something because it's popular. Oh, so what not there a word for that? Hipsterism, I think? Yeah, I guess, I yeah, okay, yeah, I guess hipsterism is right. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't like an artist because of some social or political stance, that's fine. I don't yeah. necessarily agree with you. I can I can personally generally separate yeah, their same. their political movement from my brain telling me that this song is or movie is enjoyable. Like I will still watch Braveheart every time it comes on, even though Mel Gibson's kind of an asshole. Yeah, and it's like it, it's like I don't dislike Kid Rock because of his political views. He just sucks. 
<laughs> Hank Williams Jr., yeah. Just sucks. Uh, Ted Nugent actually has a couple of good songs. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I also don't like that. Like, I like to separate people from their. Uh, what's there's another? There's a few other famous ones. I'm going to go eat Chick-fil-A sandwiches because they make a fucking delicious sandwich. I do too, yeah. I'm not a like, big... I disagree uh, with their political stances, like on almost every single political stance they've made public. Yeah. But they make a fine peanut grilled chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'm not a big boycotter, honestly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't do anything. Anyway, well, that's beside yeah. this point. We're not talking yeah. about boycotting. Okay. We're talking about people who like... I used to like that song, but now that's on the radio all the time, I just can't stand it anymore. Yeah. Like... In the same breath, they'll say, I don't really listen to the radio. Well, then how do you know it's on the radio all the time? Yeah. And why does it matter if it's on the radio why does all the it, time? Yeah, do you like it or do you not? Why does it matter to you to like things because no one else does? Doesn't that limit the number of things that you can like in this world? You're going to die and no one's going to remember the shit that you didn't like because everyone else liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're burying you in the ground and someone's writing a memoir about you, they're going to be like, rather than like, stood up against the tyranny of Taylor Swift, they're going to write, was kind of an asshole about Taylor Swift. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I just, it's a mentality that I don't understand. If you Mm -hmm. don't like some music, fine. Do you need to go even jealousize your dislike of that music and just try to drag everyone along with you when all you're really doing is making everyone around you irritated. I like a song. I don't need your opinion about how it's just too popular and don't you realize that all of the worker bees all listen to the same song and you're just part of the mass media mind-numbing train. Oh, God, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think... uh... Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. What I think part of it, though, is is less about... I, I don't know. It's a, so I understand not... So I think what people are doing is overcompensating for not wanting popular culture to affect them. So it, that's okay. If, if you're kind of trying... So... What I would say is if you want the way – like the, the music you listen to or the movies you watch or whatever not to be like influenced by the rest of society or whatever and that's kind of why you're being slightly counterculture-y, that's fine. But disliking it for that reason is stupid, right? If you're trying to disconnect yourself and say you know, you're trying to explore other music or whatever – and you come across something that's culturally uh, popular that you like, then you should just like it. But if you're just trying to keep yourself like, I don't listen to the radio because I don't want to be influenced by the radio. I kind of want to just find music on my own. That's fine. But then to hear that you, it's, oh, it's on the radio. Oh, well, then I can't like it. Like, that's stupid. So another thing you hear all the time is, I used to like that song, but I heard it so much on the radio or wherever that I don't really like it anymore. I hear that all the time. And this could just be me being different, but I've heard – there's been songs that have been my favorite song at any given moment for whatever, so I listen to it all the time for a while. And then I never get to a point where I don't like it anymore. It's not like I dislike it. It's like I I just don't – 
the feeling that it had that made me happy at that moment fades. So it's like, you know, there were a couple Dream Theater songs that I listened to relentlessly in high school. And yeah, if I same. hear them now, they don't make me feel the same thing they made me feel in high school. Same. But I don't dislike them. Yeah. Uh, so I think anyone who has said that to you, that's what they really mean. Like, or I, at least that's my, that's the way I am too. It'll fall out of quote unquote favor for me and I won't listen to it every day or whatever. Like, man, anyone I worked with at Pleasant Glade Pool in the summer of 2008, I think, will tell you that I listened to the soundtrack of Les Miserables relentlessly. Like, I literally listened to it relentlessly and I would walk in singing random songs. I would walk out singing random songs. And I still love it. Like, some of the songs in Les Mis are my favorite songs of all time. But I just... And I never hated any of them, but I just stopped listening to it every day. And every once in a while, I'll just... You know, I'll be driving to go snowboarding or something. And it's, like, the perfect amount of time to listen to Les Mis. It's, like, an hour, and that's how long the side soundtrack is. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a whole listen of Les Mis. So I think there's, yeah. Another thing that you said earlier that I think you're being a bit generous. Okay. Saying that they just don't want to be, these people are just don't want to be influenced by pop culture. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the Aaron Roney quality where you're just looking for the best in people. <laughs> I think more of what it is is if I say that this super popular artist sucks, uh-huh. I'm going to get a reaction. Oh, you think people it's are like, going to react? Mm. I'm going to get a rise out of somebody. I'm going to piss somebody off. I was listening. Mm-hmm. This is what made me think of this. I was listening to a <sighs> podcast today called All Fantasy Everything, which is a podcast I generally like. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the premise is that they do fantasy football, f- football, football. fantasy football style <laughs> drafting of real life stuff. So, for instance, they did a Your draft of Chips. the best summer songs. Oh, okay, okay. So they each take a turn, they pick a song, and at the end they have their, their team of best summer songs, and then they post it on Twitter, and Twitter votes on what who had the best list. Okay, yeah. It's simple, it's cute, it's pointless, I laugh. Um, an episode I listened to today, they um, they drafted best movie or movies that make you cry. Okay. And all of these people... On this podcast, all of them are comedians from Portland or from Oregon. Okay. Mostly from Portland. And that's like the center of hipster culture. Yeah. (laughs) And the last pick of the draft, someone picks Forrest Gump. Okay. Movie makes me cry every time. Oh, yeah. Same. I can't handle it. It is an amazing movie. Yeah. And as soon as this guy picks it, the other three people on the podcast rail into him about how terrible of a movie Forrest Gump is. And I'm just like, you can kind of not like Forrest Gump, but I have never heard of someone just flat out saying that Forrest Gump is a bad movie. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I was like, <laughs> after you guys have named like 10 movies I've never fucking heard of, you're going to rail on a movie that like won best picture in one of the best movie years of all time, the yeah. same year that Shawshank Redemption and Lion King came out, the same year that Pulp Fiction came out, yeah, Pulp Gump Fiction, was the best movie. Yeah, there was like literally the best movies of, the top ten best movies of all time came out that year. 
like 93 and you guys or are gonna sit there and tell me that you legitimately believe not that you didn't like that movie but that that was a bad movie nobody thinks that and you are trying to get a rise out of me and guess what i'm fucking risen <laughs> yeah no i i kind of feel the same way i'm uh I, I don't know. I'm, but here's the other thing. Maybe, maybe you're right. I'm just trying to find the best in people. I think some of it could be like a little bit of insecurity as well. That like, um, I don't know. If you just don't like anything mainstream, then it's a. I don't know. I don't know how best to put it. Don't usually people find but, security in other people that agree with them? There's nothing that's easier to find agreement on than liking for Well, well, in, until until you decide fuck everyone else. Right? And so it's kind of like a security blanket where it's like we've got all like our group of hipsters who don't care about what society thinks or whatever in that in in the media respect. Again, I think it's like an overcompensation of being your own self. And so, like, where you're, like, insecure about the one thing you do. Maybe you really like anime, let's say. And so, to kind of make it so that you don't feel insecure about the way that, you know, mainstream culture in the U.S. generally doesn't like anime, you kind of just swing all the way to, fine, I'm just going to remove myself completely from that. And I, I admit, it can kind of, it, you know, I can see how that could happen. I'm just one of those people who I like what I like and I really do not care whether the entire world likes it or the entire world hates it. It does not matter to me. Like I'm a Wait, huge You're gonna You're gonna die one day. Why are you spending all of this time yeah. not loving the things that you love? Yeah, I agree completely. So uh, I mean I don't know. I think maybe some people I think a lot of it is a reaction and then people swing too hard. Maybe I am giving them the benefit of the doubt, but it, it can be hard for people. I, I think I know for me, like there was a realization I had probably seventh or eighth grade where I was like, I just, I just shouldn't care what anybody else thinks. I like the things that I like. I do the things that I like to do. And, you know, if someone doesn't like that, then that's their problem. I don't care. Um, and I think for some people around that same time, they're kind of coming to the same realization, but they might swing a little too far, um, just, just to kind of find their own comfort zone. And maybe it takes them some time to swing back or they never swing back or they hate Forrest Gump because they're an idiot. <laughs> as long as your thing isn't diddling kids or murder, love the things that you love. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. As long as you're not uh, breaking the law and being an asshole to other people, then do what you want. Let me just let me just finish this topic off by by saying something directly to Shane Torres, who picked Forrest Gump. Okay, yes, let's do it. Don't feel bad. Ian's pick was way more bullshit than your pick. Forrest Gump's amazing. <laughs> Shane Torres, if you ever hear this, you were right, and Ian Carmel is wrong. Who did he, who did he choose, or what movie did he choose? For his fourth pick in the draft, uh-huh. or his fifth pick, the last pick of the draft, he picked Anything You Watch on an Airplane. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That is a uh, bullshit pick. That, like, that's, that's not a just, movie? 
And it's just fucking awful. Like, I never cry in airplane movies. He says, anything you, you watch on an airplane, and Shane's like, that's a bullshit pick. And the other people on the podcast are like, oh, no, I always cry. I can watch some, like, you know, the Big Bang Theory, and I'll cry in an airplane. And they're thinking, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What about airplanes is making you cry? And then uh, Shane picks Forrest Gump, and they all rag on him. That's like, ridiculous. I <laughs> Like, this podcast has never been more wrong about a thing than it was about the last two picks in this draft. That's amazing. Most of the time, these people are funny, and they, like, they don't always pick things that make sense. Sometimes it's, like, they they drafted sandwiches, so you had to pick, like, a bread, a cheese, a meat, a condiment, like, and they drafted some fucked up sandwiches, and it was hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Them ragging on Shane Torres, who the comedian I've never heard I've never heard of any of these people. At least Ian Carmel, the guy who he's the host of the podcast, is a writer on a late night show. Okay. And cool. he was, he used to be a writer on Chelsea Handler and now he's a writer oh, yeah. for James Corden. Oh yeah, okay. But anyway. Generally funny. Missed it bad on this one. Missed it real, real bad. In fact, I don't even have a Twitter. I might create a Twitter to go back to see if I can vote for Shane's draft. Just... Even though I think there was a lot of movies these people picked that I don't know because I'm not really a movie buff at all. Okay, yeah. Um, Ian had some, like, Ian had uh, Goodwill Hunting and yeah, okay. Schindler's List, which are both movies those that are, made me ball. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. Those are, pretty, those are, those are good ones. I mean, he's, a, he's Jewish and he never lets you forget it. So when he picked Schindler's List, oh. someone else was like, oh man, that was going to be my pick. And he was like, you were going to take Schindler's List from the Jew? <laughs> it was just, it was awesome. Anyway. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that's all I got to say about that. Like, oh man, I should have said that in Forrest Gump's voice. And that's all I got. I can't do Forrest Gump's voice. I know. I I was going to help you until I realized there's no way. Like, I literally can't do that properly. Life's, life's like a box of chocolates. This next Movies segment don't contains make conversation airplanes. about Donald oh, Trump. Oh, I'm being recorded. You've been warned. Okay, so I'm going to take us back a little bit more in depth, or I guess, uh, sadly, a Trump spin, a tr- more Trump spin, on something we've we've discussed a little bit before, and I want to bring it back up. Do you know which, which topic it is? How, how Trump brought it back into the news? It's either going to be healthcare or the football thing. It's the football thing. It's the football thing. So... Here's where I'm at. I'm still I'm still with you where, you know, you know, uh Kaepernick could be a uh, kind of more on the fence. And so it's not really like that may or may not be why he wasn't he isn't on a roster. But I'm glad that I was able to talk with you about the football thing to make you aware of the whole situation before yeah. Trump got into it. And so now you already had some background and now you yeah. are jumping in, not surprised by this, but Yeah, so I had some background, um and then I had even more background like way more background after we talked about it that like, you know, Kaepernick is not the shining example like he's not a sh- shining example of obviously someone not hiring him for that reason. And I think, you know, especially this week, based on the vast number of, in many cases, people who either donated for Trump's campaign or are probably fairly conservative. Uh, who's the, what's the Cowboys owner's name? 
Jerry Jones. Jerry, yeah, I mean, he's probably conservative, right? I would he's guess. definitely conservative. So I don't know much about him, but if I were to guess anything about him, just by what I know, that would be a guess of mine. And, like, multiple owners, including Jerry Jones, I think, like, kneeled in solidarity with their teammates, or with their team. Let's not put Jerry Jones quite in the same category as what the other owners did. He was a little different. Oh, I, I actually didn't know. I just saw, like, a news headline. So how was he different? He... First off, there's a hilarious video of him chasing around camera people to make sure a picture of him was taken doing it. Okay, good Secondly, job. Secondly, he ne- he allowed the players, his team, to kneel just before the national anthem, but for the national anthem, they all stood up. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, that's not quite what I thought it was then. All right, then screw Jerry Jones. There were other owners <laughs> and coaches who were showing more solidarity. And in one of the cases, I thought one of them had, like, donated to Trump's campaign or something like that. Uh, and I think what's what's frustrating, and, I, you know, I had talked with some people, you know, a month or two ago and had some arguments about, you know, the whole thing that Trump's not condemning white supremacists enough, and, we you know, we talked about that as well. And, you know, admittedly, going back and watching videos of him, yes, he had condemned them in the past. He wasn't doing a very good job about it now, at that time. And I think the the things that are really telling now is comparing his actions now to his actions then. Is that he has literally condemned someone who was exercising their right, just their right to free speech... Uh, not blocking any roadways, not doing anything, merely kneeling. He has condemned that person in more aggressive terms than he has ever. If Even if you go back and he has condemned David Duke and KKK and white supremacists before, he didn't do anywhere near a good job during Charlottesville. But even if you go back and watch any of his videos about white supremacists, he did not condemn them anywhere near in the same terms as he condemned uh, Kaepernick for merely kneeling, exercising his right to free speech, just like uh, the KKK was, even though they were like bringing weapons and ending up committing terrorist acts. But like, what I don't understand is... How is that how how is when you see that how can you not finally at least at this point say okay I'm done with this guy right like if you've ever supported him or any of his policies like at what point would you just say to yourself okay yeah it really would just be better if we had Mike Pence um you think that this after all of the stuff that Trump has done would be a turning point for these people? Like, he Trump himself once said that he could go murder someone with a gun and his supporters wouldn't care. Yeah. I would I, like to read you a Trump tweet. Okay, all right. You're right. I mean, you're right. I'm, I'm probably, I was turned like 70 years ago away from Trump, so maybe I'm just, I don't have anything in perspective. This tweet was sent out October 7th, 2013. Okay. And this was at the, this is, You'll, you'll, you'll note that 2013, yeah. Trump was not president. Correct. Obama was. Yep. This was during the time when the Washington Redskins were getting a mm. lot of critique for their name being genuinely horribly racist. Yeah. Yep. 
Donald J. Trump sent the tweet out, and I shall read verbatim. <laughs> Government is shut down, yet Obama is now harassing privately owned hashtag Redskins to change its name. He needs to focus on his job. Uh. So while there are more people in Puerto Rico who don't have power than live in the entire state of California, Trump is uninviting Steph Curry from the White House, who already said he wasn't going. Yeah, that's... And criticizing NFL players, both the NBA and the NFL private organizations, instead of focusing on his job. Trump criticizing Trump is the best subreddit on Reddit because it it is hilarious and it gives you gems like this where they put back to back his tweet about the NFL and Steph Curry versus him criticizing the exact fucking same thing. One of my favorites is the Electoral College ones. Like, because they, like, it's just so glaringly obvious that he has absolutely no moral compass or political compass at all. Like, literally none. And and those tweets about the Electoral College were, were, like, within a few months of each other. Within weeks. Or was it weeks? Before he won the election and after he won the election, he had a completely different opinion on the Electoral (laughs) College. Just like, what the hell? I've always had the same opinion, no matter who wins or doesn't lose, or wins or doesn't win, on the Electoral College. And if the Electoral College helps my candidate next time, I will still be against it, like I have always been. He has absolutely no, like, he actually does not stand for anything. It's ridiculous. Have you been keeping up with the election <sighs> in Alabama? I did. Didn't uh, Stranger lose? Yep. Yeah, that's... Did you see Trump's reaction to that? Uh, I heard, uh, so I've been at this conference, so I'm, like, kind of unplugged right now, but someone told me that he deleted every tweet he's ever tweeted in support of him. Yep, that's exactly what he fucking did. <laughs> like, do you think we're going to forget? Do yeah, you think like that, that Roy Hibbert or whatever the fuck the guy's name is. I yeah, think Hibbert's actually a basketball player. I forget this guy's name is Roy something. Do you think he's actually going to forget because you deleted a bunch of fucking tweets? Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, it's man. I I don't understand. Like, you're right. I I don't know. I I think at this point, that's what's so sad to me is you know. In my opinion, Hillary Clinton did not give any indication that she would act like this if she were president, before she were president, which is a great reason to vote for her. Are you hedging for the fact that you're about to say that you think Hillary Clinton would be a better president than Donald Trump? Like that's some some stance that would be hard to defend? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that it was obvious before he became president that he would be a fucking awful president. Like it was, it was just immediately clear and very obvious, and we had the whole butter emails thing, which is I, I'm wondering when people who I argue with are ever going to realize that, like it's just so petty. It, anyway, uh, but I'm just saying, if if she gave no indication that she would be a crazy person before the election, which uh, what I'm trying to say is Donald Trump very much did give the indication that he would be a crazy person. If she didn't give that uh, impression and then became president, and by this point she had done even a tenth of the fucking things Trump has done, I would have dro- I would have been railing against her. Like, 
it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that there are still people who are in support of him. It doesn't, like, why? I don't understand. The thing that you heard a lot just before the, just after the election, and you heard it for about the first two or three months of this presidency, and you heard it from mostly Republican news sources, but a lot of news sources talked about it, and I think it was wishful thinking, was when is Donald Trump going to pivot to be, pivot was the key word, yeah. to being presidential? And he has never in his entire life been presidential. I was wondering why they thought he would do that. And now we are eight months in, nine months into his presidency, and yeah. he hasn't pivoted at all. He's still the exact same person he has literally always been. It's just more powerful. Yeah. And you don't, you don't hear people talking about the pivot anymore. Well, see, the thing for me is I never thought he would pivot, but I, I, I wanted to – like I posted on Facebook. I just wanted it to be clear that like – if he does, I will be – I will – you know, I'm not going to hound him, right? If he pivots, then I'm not going to be an asshole just because he's a different party or whatever, which is one of the things that really irritates me about, you know – and and I could be wrong. It's maybe just from my perspective, but it was just like hate Hillary Clinton and hate Obama because they're the other party. And for me, it's like – I've never hated McCain. I just disagree with his policies, some of his policies that he stood for in 2008. But I think he's generally good. At like not, I mean, I know we've had this discussion before, but even Mitt Romney, I would disagree with his political policies. But I'm not going to just like hate him because he's the other party. And like that was one of the things that always frustrated me about like the whole Clinton email thing was just finding the most petty, stupid thing you could possibly find, whereas I can just point to one of a thousand things that Trump has done, and it's worse than that. Like, any of a thousand things. And so I had always been like, if he does pivot, and is just at least presidential and doing, like, trying to push through his agenda that isn't, you know, bigoted, if, if it's like changing healthcare, and he has actual reasons why he think thinks he should then and like can reason in the arguments and comes out on the news and says good arguments it may, that I may not agree with but or at least like oh you've thought about this before like then I would at least be like okay I disagree with your policies but hey he's he's actually being presidential I would give him that but he is the worst ever that going back to the pivot thing the reason why someone would pivot towards being more presidential is if they thought that what they were currently doing wasn't acceptable for a president to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Donald Trump has a mental capacity to understand that what he's doing isn't what he should be doing. I don't think that he thinks anything he's ever done has been in any way wrong, offensive, or bad. I think he thinks he's killing it yeah i i mean that is the scariest part i think <laughs> like because i don't know but i i agree with you he he i'm i could i'm totally it's a toss-up i have no idea what he thinks but he could think that he is killing it um and he would be massively mistaken in my opinion 
And, and th- what's funny is I've argued with people who have literally been like, Obama was doing just as bad at this point. And I'm like, did you, ha- like, what? Have you experienced anything in the world? Or are you just... Are you just a hipster being contrarian just to get a rise out of me? Because that doesn't make any it's, sense. What they do there is they point out that Obama, the economy was much worse at this point in, pre- in Obama's presidency because we were still in the midst of the biggest yeah. financial collapse in the past 50 years. And so they can look back at Obama's first nine months and it was a terrifying period of time because we don't know at the, when we were living in it, we didn't know it was a great recession. We thought it could have been the second great depression. Yeah. And And so looking back at Obama's first nine months, it's clear that he was killing it. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but even if you didn't know, like if you transported yourself then and looked at Obama's actions and looked at Trump's actions and what all you have knowledge of, let's say, is you were born as a 50-year-old at the start of Obama's presidency and now you're in September and then you're born as a 50-year-old in Trump's presidency and now you're in September. If you think that Obama was anywhere near as awful as Trump, you are smoking crack. Like, I do not understand how anyone could say that. I mean, it's just like when people make that argument, that's what the thing, that's the kind of stuff they're going to point to, is they're going to take things out of context yeah. that were bad. Well, I mean, Obama's reaction to Sandy was just awful. Which one was it? That Or Katrina? Was it Katrina? No, oh, man. What's the one? It was He was president during Sandy. It was Katrina. Whichever one was not during his presidency. I love those. I I imagine that, that that those posts are created by liberal trolls trying to pull out ignorant conservatives. Do you know what? I'd like to think that they weren't, but I'm sure you're right. <laughs> Sadly. That's not very nice. We shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be like <laughs> fake news. Fake newsing them the opposite direction like <laughs> Damn, that's harsh. It's rough. If you want to make someone look stupid, that that's a good way, but man. That's, that's an easy it's easy. Yeah. Right? You just got to say, okay, what was it Obama's fault that's believable to someone who absolutely hates everything about Obama? <laughs> yeah. Could be his fault. Like if they already hate everything about Obama, you can make up some pretty ridiculous shit, post it on Facebook and get kind of the reactions you're looking to get. Yeah. So the sad thing is, once you've posted that and they've seen it on Facebook, no amount of any convincing will ever convince them that that thing you posted wasn't true. They'll probably go tell their friends about it too. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you: with the kneeling, if you were in the NFL, would you be kneeling during the the national anthem right now? I think that what the Steelers and the Seahawks did was more effective. What did they do? They just didn't come out in the field during the national anthem. <laughs> Dang, that's badass! Wow, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Do you think? Would you say? Um, and oh, I, what Lashawn McCoy did that was pretty funny. What did he do? Just kept stretching and working out. Oh, really? Throughout the whole song. <laughs> so, uh, like, I'm I'm kind of curious. Do you think Neil like? Personally, I think I would I would kneel, um, or or just like show support. But 
do you think not coming out or kneeling is quote unquote perceived as more disrespectful? Here's the thing. I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. Because that's the kind of question that people like Steve Bannon want us to talk about. Mm, Okay, that's a good point. They are trying to make this whole thing about whether or not you respect the flag, which is not the point of the movement. This is not about the flag. This is not about the song. This is about trying to bring social awareness to police brutality. Yeah, that's like all that shit. You're right. It's a red herring. They want us to be talking about what's disrespectful, what isn't. And it's just distracting from the primary goals of of the movement, right? And I think that that's that's the brilliance of, of either the brilliance or the luck of Trump is that he's now taken this thing that used to be about inequality in the United States. It used to be about police brutality. It used to be about social justice. And now it's about, do you support the troops in Vietnam? Yeah. The fuck? How did you do that? Yeah. It's not about the troops in Vietnam. No one fucking said anything about troops in Vietnam. Yeah. I don't give a shit when you served. It has nothing to do with this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But you're, you're absolutely right. I I don't know whether he does it on purpose or not, but if he does it on purpose, it is pretty genius. He is very good at, like, distracting from the primary point of everything. Right? Anytime, yeah, so anything. Yeah, now we're not, we're not even talking about what the original thing was about. Now all you hear about is, well, which player was the most disrespectful? Uh, yeah. To the flag? The flag's a piece of cloth. Yeah. Like, if you look at what it actually says... In the United States government's handbook about how to handle flags, it says don't wear it as underwear. Don't put it on disposable things. Don't wear it as a cape. Don't have it up when it's not windy. Don't have it up when it's dark. That's what the manual says. It fucking says nothing about standing for the national anthem. It says nothing about kneeling in front of it. It says nothing about putting your hand on your heart. All of this shit is made up and stupid. Dude. Dude, we just got it right there. It's not going to get any better. Just fucking, all this shit is made up and stupid. Cut the fucking episode. That is, uh, dude, I agree completely. That's badass. Uh, So let me rescind my question. That was a dumb question, and you are right. I distracted us from the primary point that we should not even be talking about what is or is not respectful because any and and that's the other thing that's the other that's the entire thing i hate about the rights response to black lives matter it's the when they say all lives matter and it's like that is purposefully trying to create a red herring or or, or a uh, you know a straw man fallacy it's like Yo, we're not we're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're just trying to point out that there's a there's a social problem here and we want to say let's all remember that black lives matter. But when you say all lives matter, it's purposely trying to misrepresent what the movement is actually standing for. And you're exactly right. When you start getting into semantics about what is or is not respectful or saying that somehow by kneeling, you don't appreciate all of the things that service members have done all throughout the years. I mean, you could go to the point to say, well, if you don't show up to every football game to put your hand over your heart and stand during the Pledge of Allegiance, or sorry, the, during the National Anthem, you're not patriotic. 
It's like, it, if you this know. is honestly the argument you're going to make, then if you're sitting in your living room on a Sunday afternoon and you're sitting on your couch eating a hot dog, drinking a beer, not standing while the national anthem's being played, you are disrespectful to the flag. Yeah, like, go, like whoa, go home from. You can't go to church. You got to be at home to watch the football game and stand during the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean. You're right. All any question along those lines is is distracting, and any attempt to say you're not respecting service members or you're not respecting the flag or the United States, those are all just distracting. And you know, I, I think that Kaepernick and anybody else who chooses to kneel is just as respectful as uh, of our country's history and what the United States stands for as anyone else. They're just, I would say they're more respectful. Yeah, Our country's history is same. based off of peaceful protest and respecting like the right of every individual to have a voice. And they are expressing their individual right to have a voice to protest in such a way that literally nobody is physically hurt. This is the perfect way to protest. This is the most American possible way to protest. That's the other thing, and, and like it's it's another huge problem. Is I remember when Kaepernick first knelt. Uh, up until up until that point, there were there was the Black Lives Matter loot movement, and Fox News would cover you know just the like little violent tidbits that they could find. And I remember pretty vividly watching Fox News one of those days, like around Ka- the first time Kaepernick knelt, and they were like you know, railing into him about kneeling or whatever. And that's the, that's the other good point. It's like, it, you don't, you don't really want them to peaceful protest either. You just want, you just don't care about this topic. That's really the problem because, you know, you'll do a news story about somebody who is violent, like a violent pl- protest or something like that. But then Kaepernick does a form of protest that literally hurts no one and you still can't handle it. Right, you still can't handle it. So, you know, I agree with you. Like, it's it's more patriotic. It is saying, "Hey, I have a platform upon which to, you know, share my feelings, and I am not going to harm anyone by sharing these feelings." And it's literally the most peaceful way of protesting as possible. Right? <laughs> All you are is being quiet. Yeah, his protest is to be quiet during a moment where they ask everyone to, to be, be quiet. quiet. Yeah, like... That's how he's protesting. And that is the problem, is that he is quiet during the moment of silence. Yeah, and if you look back in history, uh, people that we revere, and we may revere Kaepernick, or all of society may revere Kaepernick one day, rather than just half of society. Uh, but like Rosa Parks, she went one step further. She was breaking a law at the time. She didn't just peace, quote unquote, peacefully protest. She broke a law. Now, obviously, the law was f-ing retarded. Oh, I should not have said that. We should cut that out. Oh, I'll bleep out the E T A R. Okay. <laughs> Please do, because I'm trying not to ever say that word that way. Anyway, even though the law at the time was f-ing stupid, uh. Like, she broke a law. So, you know, and now she's one of the most revered figures of the civil rights movement, right? It, you know, it's the whole, uh, what is that called? Uh, 
uh, civil disobedience, you know. She didn't hurt anyone. She just broke a law. But that's even one step above Kaepernick. Kaepernick's not even breaking a law. He is literally being quiet. You know so. what a really good synonym for stupid is? A word that I really like a lot. That I've been trying to work in more often. What? Vapid. Va- oh, that is, that's a good one. What about is vacuous? Is a good word? Vacuous is a pretty good one. I don't know if it's quite as good as vapid. I just like the way vapid sounds. Like, God, you're so vapid. Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's a harsh <laughs> criticism, too. It, it's a fun word to say. That is, that's a good word, man. Vapid, the definition is offering nothing that is stimulating or challenging. That's a good one. So vacuous is having or showing a lack of thought or intelligence, mindless. Those are both good. Actually, vapid is a synonym of vacuous farther down there. But. I don't know. It's just like there are certain words that when you say them, you like the way they sound. Vacuous mm. uh, has a person with a lisp. That's kind of a, a tough one for me. <laughs> Vapid, Vapid. all the hards, like the P and the D. And I like I like the way V sound vapid, you know, like yeah, just, and it kind of sounds like what it means too. Like if you it said does. that person's vapid and they don't know what vapid means, you're like, ah, I don't know. It's not po- it's not positive though. It's, it's not, not yeah, it's not positive. I remember back in high school, uh, one of one of our teachers was like, if you're not gonna memorize the exact definition of a word, just make sure you're capable of bucketizing it into good or bad, because that will go a long ass way into, you know, uh, guessing at what it means. Anyway, I think we should probably close it up. What do you think? Donald Trump is a (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, let's wrap a bitch up. Let's Let's wrap a bitch up. All right. Uh, what do we we got? Twitter, Facebook, uh, Reddit, t- Twitter, um, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to the episode and you want to discuss with us, let us know. Uh, tell a friend. Mainly on Facebook. What'd you say? Mainly, if you want to discuss, Facebook's the easiest place to get. Yeah, us. Facebook's and easiest. We also have an email. Yeah. Um. I've had several people talk to me about the episodes uh, Same. via text or in person. Same. Um, it would be interesting if you would stop doing that and discuss it with somewhere where there's open discussion with other people besides just me. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris. Um, <laughs> I know who you are. Yeah. Also, the, the mission continues to inform others. Of the podcast. Indeed. the only way we're going to grow. Tell a friend. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. I tweeted last week. I tweeted it. I'll tweet it this week too. Uh, So (laughs) at the conference, it's been badass. Every time I do like a demo, my like my username is Twitchax on my like console and that's my Twitter name. And I'm – I like literally – there's 300 people standing in this stupidly packed hallway and I'm like, hey, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm Twitter Famous. Uh, I've got a hundred followers, and it gets a laugh every time. They love it, so I'm gonna tweet it again, and my hundred followers will know about it. Um. Oh, bit of housekeeping. Oh. We we this episode is episode nineteen. Yay! Yay! Which means twenty would be next week. 
And what better time to change things up than on a base 10 solid divisible number? No, we should be using base 12, bro. Oh, uh, well, then we have four more episodes to go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are going to change the formula from episode 20 to 29 um, just to see how it makes us feel. Yep. So give us feedback Get excited. Tune in. Tune in. For episode 20. Um, Aaron. Got nothing. <laughs>